0: Chair Harris, staff is ready when you are.
1: Okay, thank you very um, much, Mindy. I'd like to call this April 13th meeting of the Water Committee for the City of Sacramento to order. Madam Clerk, will you please call roll and establish a quorum.
0: Thank you. Council Member Valenzuela? Here. Council Member Vang? Here. And Chair Harris.
1: Present. Uh, Mindy, do you have any announcements that you need to read?
0: I don't, um, but I expect you to announce that we're reordering the agenda.
1: I'm just about to do that. So uh, committee members, I want you to know that we're taking things in a different order. Uh, We're gonna start with the regional San MIA, uh, go on to um, the drainage issue and finish up with the sustainability. In case we run out of time, the sustainability issue is a discussion that can be ongoing. So uh, that being said, I think that we can go ahead and start with um, item number two. Welcome Ryan.
2: Hello, uh, Chair Harris and committee member. Um, my name is Ryan Pham. I am your business services division manager at the Department of Utility. And today I'm presenting the amended Sacramento Regional Wastewater Management Program Master Agency Agreement. Regional SAN provides comprehensive wastewater treatment discharge for its contributing agency. The MIA was first approved by the City of Sacramento, City of Folsom, Sacramento County Regional Sanitation County Regional District 1 in November 1974. The recommendation for this amendment is to receive and review to update the existing agreement. The revised agreement includes the City of West Sacramento as a contributing agency amends the MIA to have a 50-year term and require regional sand to be responsible for the collection of its sewer rate, absorb the cost of any bad debt. The rationale for the recommendation is for the MIA to specify the responsibilities between regional sanitation, contributing agency on financing, maintenance, and operation of water uh, collection, treatment facilities, and collection of sewer rate and sewer impact fees. Staff recommends the committee to pass a motion forwarded the item to full city council to execute the new agreement. This concludes my prepared remarks and we are here and available to answer any question that you may have. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you Ryan, appreciate uh, the brief report. So uh, we've talked about this at Regional SAN I'm wondering committee members, do you have any questions for Ryan? This is an action item. So uh, we would be voting to pass it on to council. Uh, Do either of you have any questions?
3: I don't have any questions. Um, I could make a motion to. I'll make a motion on the item.
1: Okay, that's great. Uh, Katie, are you okay to second?
0: Yes, I'll second. Thank you for the staff analysis presentation.
1: Very. So, Ryan, before we take a vote, I do have a question. The county is dropping out of this agreement. Do you do you understand the rationale for that?
2: Uh, Councilman Harris, I do not have that information, but I can do a follow-up for you. Uh, I have been uh, representing the city to negotiate uh, on the city behalf, so uh, I will follow up with one of my regional sanitation contracts and, and provide you with the, the update. Um, well,
4: Jeff, I have,
2: I have a little bit of information on that, Jeff. Thank you. Go ahead, Bill.
4: Um, currently, the regional sanitation has kind of an odd agreement with the County of Sacramento and that, that is separate from SASD mm-hmm. uh, to provide certain services for certain admin services and certain positions yeah. uh, for regional sanitation. Um, regional sanitation does not see a need for those services any longer, mm-hmm. uh, nor for you know, counties um, involvement uh, you know the county of Sacramento's involvement in the administration uh, of the of the regional sanitation district, and so the the updated MIA includes a sunset clause for that relationship. Uh, it will end uh, according to the the language in the agreement in 2024,
1: Right.
4: and will separate the uh, county from the operation of the regional sanitation district.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Bill. Actually, we, we did discuss this at Regional San. Katie, you might recall that discussion. Uh, My, you're on Regional San too, aren't you? Yeah, and SASD as well. Yeah, okay. Uh, so we did actually go over the particulars of that, of that relationship and it is somewhat awkward. So we're all good with that. We have a motion and a second. Madam Clerk, will you please call roll?
0: Thank you, Council Member Valenzuela. <laughs> Yes. Council Member Vang. Yes. And Chair Harris. Aye. And for the record, I have no callers on this item.
1: Thank you, Mindy. Appreciate it. And next we'll go on to uh, our drainage discussion. Hey, can I have staff bring up the, the
4: uh, presentation? <clears throat> Thank you, um, Chair Harris. I'm Bill Busey, the Director of the Department of Utilities. And I'm gonna discuss um, our drainage system and our, uh, our drainage fund and some of the challenges that we're having as um, I briefed you all on uh, what would be presented today. I hope to go into some details uh, that were not, you know, that I didn't uh, present before so that this doesn't get too redundant. Mm-hmm. But basically we're gonna talk about the system itself Uh, We're going to talk about system challenges, and then we're going to talk about the fund status, and then we're going to talk about what we're doing about that um, and, and what our next steps are. Next slide. Next slide. So what makes our system, our Sacramento, city of Sacramento system unique is that, you know, you'll see, and this is very simplified, but this is how the drainage system works. You have the For the most part you have storm drainage flowing into drainage inlets in the street. It flows you know into a manhole and then into a pipe and it could be quite a distance between that street uh, and you know in the pipes until it gets to a sump that includes a pump and that water is pumped out of the of the of the sump into a river or a creek um, or a channel normally in most normal systems uh, in the state and throughout the, the country um, the water flows via gravity into a river or a you know or a stream and it is in only you know rare circumstances and the fact that this is a, a flat city that's surrounded by levees and the elevation of the city is relatively low that um, most of the drainage that falls most of the stormwater that falls on the city needs to be pumped um, into a river or into a creek uh, next slide and feel free to ask any questions uh, during the presentation if you have them um, here we have a map of our different drainage basins each one of these different colored basins is associated with um, a basin that drains to a certain point usually is associated most of them are associated with a pump station um in the center there you see our combined system area um, in brown that's the combined system basin um we have uh, probably a, we have about 120 of these pumps to, of, of these drainage basins and about 105 of them are associated with a pump station next slide Our combined system is another thing that makes our drainage system unique. Um, Again, I've mentioned only in one of, Sacramento is only one of four cities on the West Coast that has a combined system that conveys both storm drainage and wastewater in the same set of pipes. Um, You see in the brown or brownish orange section, the area of the city where you have um, storm drainage, and wastewater going into the same system. In the light blue area, you have the area of where it's a separated wastewater system but that still flows into the combined system pipes. Next uh, next slide. About uh, 20, 25 years ago, City Council passed are uh, storm drainage levels of service. And they are, as shown in these pictures, very effectively for a 10-year storm. And that is a storm that has a 10% chance of occurring in any given year. It's a pretty significant storm event. Uh, our level of service that, we're, that we want in our drainage system is that in a 10-year storm event, the streets The gutters would be flooded, but the streets would be open to, you know, to vehicular uh, traffic in a hundred year storm event. That's a storm event that has a a chance of a 1% chance of occurring every year. That's a very significant, seldom seen storm event. Uh, During those storm events, our level of services that we would not have any property damage and that uh, water would stay in the streets and in the yards but would not enter into into buildings uh, and and there would be no property damage. Most of our current um, drainage system does not meet these these levels of service. Next slide. Our major assets, uh, again, 105 pump stations, very unique, very expensive to operate and to rehabilitate. And to maintain. Um, and most storm drainage systems don't have these pump stations to you know to operate and maintain. Eight almost 850 miles of pipes, um, 82 water quality and flood control uh, detention basins. Um, next slide. We have about almost 70 miles of levees, and about 70 miles of of streams and channels that we that we operate and maintain. This is a system that, if we had to replace it now, would cost um, in the neighborhood of two and a half to three billion dollars to replace. Next slide. Um, Some of our major uh, facilities in the combined system are are, our combined uh, wastewater treatment plant um, and our Pioneer Reservoir. These are both uh, combined. Uh, flow, stores facilities and treatment facilities where we can provide primary treatment to combined wastewater and discharge it into the Sacramento River. Next slide. We also have two uh, very large pump stations, Sump One A and Sump Two Two A, uh, out in the uh, in the in the south area. Um, these are our main pumping stations for the, for the combined system.
1: Bill, I have a question for you. Please. Uh, the combined uh, wastewater treatment plant, that's down on Fruit Ridge, correct?
4: Yes, it's on the corner of Fruit Ridge and, uh, um, 30, and uh, Southland Park. Uh, okay.
1: okay, sure. So that's not the combined system down there, correct? Or is it, does it reach that far south?
4: that's not the combined system but that's where that that's where that treatment facility is it's a that's a remnant of a of an old wastewater treatment plant that used to provide primary uh, you know and secondary wastewater treatment for city flows and has now been
1: do we we ship all of our combined wastewater uh through that plant to get to regional sand or does it just come into play Uh, when we're at capacity it only
4: comes into play when we're at capacity both the cwtp and the pioneer reservoir are facilities that are brought into use during storm events when our our flow capacity to regional sanitation has been exceeded first they store combined wastewater and then if the storm is large enough they treat the combined Mm -hmm. wastewater by chlorinating and settling and then dechlorinating and dis
1: and discharging to to the river That's So in a on normal year water would not reach either of these correct combined
4: actually in most water. in in most normal years yes we do utilize these okay uh, you know during the winter during the summer when it's not raining no these are never used um the the combined wastewater flows go directly to regional sanitation
1: Okay, so uh, you have are, a, you have a means to divert to these two plants.
4: Yes, yeah, Sump Two is the main engine okay. that diverts either uh, that diverts either directly to regional sanitation mm-hmm. or to one of these two facilities.
1: Great, thank you. Appreciate that.
4: Thanks, uh, Jeff. Good question. Uh, next slide. Next slide. So our challenges are. First of all, our, our regulatory burden in the in the drainage system has increased. Uh, geometrically, almost you see just a simple. Um, depiction of what regulation the regulation system was like back in 1996 versus today. Um, this is a heavy heavily regulated system, both on the separated um, drainage system and the combined system. And the the. Regulatory burden has added significant cost to the operations and maintenance and also to the capital improvements of the the systems. Next. As I mentioned, we have both an aging and an undersized system. Um, In the the, uh, drainage system, we do have aging issues, especially with our pump stations Uh, and with some of our piping um, I would say that the bigger issue is the fact that it was undersized when it was designed. Most of the our current drainage system was put into place 50 70 you know 90 years ago some of the biggest storm events that we've had in history have come in the last 50 or 60 years and so the hydrology as it exists now is much different than than when the system was put in place. And most of the drainage system is undersized for our current um, hydrology in the the city. We've We've done master plans on about a third of the basins. And just from those master plans, we have almost a $240 million backlog of needed projects to bring these, uh, the system up to the uh, 10 and 100 year uh, storm levels of, ser- of, levels of service. Um, next slide. Obviously, and as, as I mentioned before, the fact that this is a pumped system makes it much more expensive to operate than any of the systems in the region or most of the systems in the state. And so, unfortunately, when you're comparing the cost of, of storm drainage fees, our fees are are higher, and they are because this is a, a a unique system and it's it's very expensive to operate and maintain. Next, we've gotten to the point in the in uh, with our drainage fund where we really don't have budgeted money for capital improvements we are doing some capital improvements Uh, we're doing capital improvements that we feel are crucial meaning that we we feel that we cannot not do them uh, in good conscience Um, but all of the capital improvement that we are doing currently uh, or presently is basically reducing our fund balance uh, and is not necessarily being budgeted budgeted from our revenues.
1: So, Bill, either that or funded with debt service, correct?
4: Um, no debt service on the drainage side. Um, we, uh, the system of the, or the condition of the fund right now, I doubt, I doubt we would be able to sell bonds um, on with the drainage fund as backing.
1: So the McKinley vault, you're not counting as the McKinley
4: vault was, was, was we did sell bonds on that, but that is backed strictly by the wastewater um, fund. Okay, no, and no, nothing and from
1: the drainage
4: fund. Nothing from the drainage fund. And that's okay. one of the challenges here is, is that historically we have funded improvements to the combined system from the drainage system. Uh, we stopped doing that about five years ago because there just was no money in the drainage system to, you know, to fund those improvements. But those improvements have to be made you know, from a regulatory standpoint, they're required of us. We hope if we can get some increased revenue into the drainage fund to continue uh, or resume funding uh, a portion of the um, combined system improvements out of the drainage fund, which should be the case.
1: So, you know, when you're dealing with the combined system, how do you choose which fund to tap? If you used wastewater for the McKinley vault and uh, put up a bond, you know, it obviously, you know, this drainage fees and the wastewater are, you know, are both um, pertinent to, to um, the combined system. So how, how do you decide where to fund it from?
4: So the reality is, if these these projects have to be done and if there's no money in the drainage fund then they have to be funded from the from the wastewater fund
1: so you use what money you've got
4: that's correct if we can get the drainage fund healthy again we will definitely be cost sharing those improvements um okay. right now um our plan is to cost share them 50 50 50. percent okay. uh, from the drainage fund but right now that's just not an option Actually, we are going to fund some limited. uh, We are going to provide some limited funding for a couple of combined system projects that we have to do in the next five years. Again, it's another one of these situations where we have to spend some money out of the drainage fund. And it's going to be basically reducing our, our fund balance.
1: Okay.
4: Next slide. Um, let's skip these. Obviously, we have lots of O&M responsibilities, including levee maintenance. One of, the, one of the new responsibilities that we haven't had historically, and we've been spending hundreds of thousands of dollars and even up into the millions on, on our homeless uh, cleanup and repair of damage that comes from you know, some of our home, homeless encampments on our creeks and levees. This is something we haven't had to deal with you know, historically, or at least not to the extent that we are now. Next slide. Um, I don't need to go into this too much. I think it's obvious that if we don't if we can't invest. In our drainage system. We are going to be running into many 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 problems and you can see them listed there. Including you know non-compliance or possible non-compliance of regulation. Significant you know public health and safety issues. Next slide. And you can see some more consequences there again. I don't think we need to highlight. Well, we want to highlight it, but I don't need to. Explain. Too deeply why this is such a critical why this is so important.
1: Well, one thing that bears mentioning bill is is sanitary sewer outflows. So in the combined system, we can really get into trouble. When the system is overloaded. And we get outflows. You know, from combined storm and, and sewage, it's uh it's very uncomfortable and decided health risk.
4: That's good. That's an excellent point, uh, Chair Chair Harris. Thank you. Okay, now let's get into the meat of this, which is our fund status. Next slide. I'm gonna. Sh- so we had um, an independent auditor uh, or an independent consultant that was managed by our city auditor do a. A review of our drainage fund they found you know not surprising uh you know basically ver- they verified our understanding that we're getting close to a point where we are not going to have enough money uh, coming in revenues even to operate and maintain the system let alone improve it with capital improvements we are not investing appropriately in our capital uh, in the capital system and uh, they determined that we should uh, be spending about almost 35 million dollars annually on the system in order to you know keep it up at a best practices level just to give some context to this we have a system that's worth about two and a half to three billion dollars to replace we are Feel that this should be, you know, we should be spending capital and money on capital improvements to rehab or entirely replace this system every hundred years or so. Um, some aspects of it more, some less, you know, pump stations more often, um, you know, piping maybe less. But you can see that, you know, currently at our, our rate of spending on capital improvements, it will take us six probably to 800 years to replace the entire system. And that's not a sustainable, um, that's not a sustainable position. We should be spending, you know, 30 to $35 million every year
1: um, in order to keep the system viable. And how much do we spend on average each year though?
4: Um, Right now we're averaging in the, you know, even these crucial projects that I've talked about, We're probably over the next five years averaging about 3 million, but we really, even that we can't really afford, you know, that's coming out of that's coming out of fund balance.
1: So a 10th of what's needed. One thing I want to point out, you know, no increase since 96 and of course 97 was our last very, very significant water year. And, uh, looking at historic storms, uh, we do this at Safeco all the time. Uh, we've had more wet years since 86 than we've had in the previous 50. So, um, yeah, it, it really looks like the trend is towards much more significant rain events, which will definitely tax our system. Yeah, and our everything that we know about climate change
4: right now tells us that the, the variability of extremes will increase, that mm-hmm. we'll have more drought, but also more... You know significant storm events
5: mm-hmm.
4: uh, moving forward as as, uh, as a result of climate change
1: Right.
4: next slide so i'm going to show you three slides now with three different scenarios that show where we are and where we're headed as far as the drainage fund um, this first slide is basically a representation of what we are currently doing and this represents the capital improvement program that we currently are, are, are under um, and, uh, uh, and participating in. It's a minimal capital program. Again, I, I, uh, I said it was the you know, crucial uh, projects that we feel like we can't in good conscience not do. Um, and you see that fund balance going negative around FY26, uh, FY27. Um, Next slide. This is a representation of what we would call if we we had a critical CIP which is in the $10 to $15 million a year range, these are CIPs that we really need to be doing. Um, You see that that pushes the fund balance negative in about FY23, um, FY24. And then the so last I'll, one is our, what we call,
1: go, go ahead. Th- these are assuming our current drainage rate without- These are ref- assume,
4: that's, that's exactly correct. Okay, thanks. These you. are assuming no drainage rate adjustment. Thanks, that's a good clarification. And then the last, uh, next slide, would be if we were to be spending that you know thirty-four million dollars a year, which is what we really should be doing. Um, you could see that our fund balance would be going negative very quickly and and get you know very very negative, um, you know, uh, quickly. So this is this is the challenge. Um, what are we doing about it? Next slide. Next slide. So basically, as you, you all know, no, go back. As you all know, um, right there, stop. As you all know, um, all of our funding and operations is subject to proposition 218. Proposition 218 allows a rate adjustment in water and wastewater uh, by city council. Um, we do we need to do a prop 218 notification uh, but unless we get more than 50 percent of the residents responding in a negative way um, council can approve a water and a wastewater adjustment in drainage there is a higher bar Um, council must approve an adjustment but it also must be approved by the voters and so we are going to be needing to do a ballot initiative that will be focused just on this drainage rate um, adjustment we're currently working with a a consultant next slide he went two slides just just right there currently working with a consultant to strategize on a drainage rate adjustment and what we need to do in order to get have the best chance of having the voters approve uh, this drainage rate adjustment. It includes a sample, a, a survey that is out right now, started not last weekend, but the weekend before. We'll be serving at least 1200 uh, DUU customers to find out what of, you know, two or three different um, revenue increase strategies Um, resonates and makes most sense to our customers and um, what also resonates with them as far as the need um, and what we would be you know what improvements and benefits would be coming to the customers um, from this from this rate adjustment this survey is going to inform how we move forward in the next four to six months with our outreach to you know, to the community um, which will include outreach to residential areas it'll include outreach to businesses and it will include outreach to um institutional landowners who own uh you know large large uh parse, many parcels of land in the uh in the in the city of sacramento and our in our very large customers um, this will be finished in about two to three weeks and then we'll have results uh, within the next four to six weeks from this from this uh, survey, which will inform how we move forward. Our hope is that, that we would um, be bringing to Council in the fall, or at least before the end of the year. Um, a an item to uh, for Council to approve us moving forward with a 218 process. Uh, which ultimately will include a ballot initiative in the uh, er, early next year in early 2022. Um, The burden for success in the ballot initiative is that 50 percent plus one of the ballots that are returned would need to be in favor of the rate adjustment. Um, I think that's all I have uh, for this um, for this presentation of course Willing to ask, uh, answer any questions that you might have.
3: Chair Harris, I have a question. Oh. Oh, I think you're on mute. Can I ask the question?
1: Yeah, I would say yes.
3: Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I didn't.
1: Uh, sorry, Maya, I was muted.
3: <laughs> no worries. Please proceed. No, worries. <laughs> no um, thank you so much for that presentation. Really insightful. Um, it, you know, I think the last time—I mean, 1996—that was a while ago. Um, Twenty-five years ago. Yeah, that's yes, that yes, that yes, that was a long time ago. And um, you know, definitely, I think there's there's a need to make sure that we um, help build this infrastructure. I had a question regarding the the survey in particular that's going to go out to the community. Do we have we determined what that dollar um, increase would be yet, or would that be determined by based on the survey um, so input? We'll-
4: we'll find out initially what the survey talks about is a five to $6 a month uh, raise. We need, we need more than that. And there probably will be a follow-up survey in three, four five months. That would be focused solely on what we think that we could be successful with mm-hmm. as far as, you know, how much we would ask for, um,
3: Um, The other question I had was you had shared that there are four other cities, correct me if I'm wrong, that has a combined system as well, correct?
4: Three other cities. We're we're one of four four cities, yeah.
3: One of four cities. And were they built around – I was wondering if they were built around the same time as well um, and looking at other city, what they're doing to also address the infrastructure piece, um, given that we may not be alone in this, uh, would love to learn more about some best practices, given that there's only four city that does this, um, just because this is incredibly expensive, but we have to make sure we help, you know, we assist with the infrastructure, but I'd be curious to also learn what the other cities are doing as well.
4: Um, good question. And we can get some more information for you, but just off the top of my head, I know, the cities are Seattle, Portland, and San Francisco, and if you look at wastewater rates in those cities, mm-hmm. they are very, very, very high. I see. And so they're just they're you know they're they're collecting money from their customers to make significant improvements you know to their uh, to their combined systems. Okay. I yeah. will say that compared to those cities, we have a combined system that operates very, very, very well. Uh, Mm. We, you know, we compare, we compare very favorably uh, to the, to those cities the way, you know, the way our combined system is operated. I would say that for a city like San Francisco, almost all of San Francisco is a combined system. Mm -hmm. So they really don't have a separated drainage system and hence they don't have the issue of a separate drainage fee and also having to go out to the voters to get um, uh, an increase in that fee. I can't speak to Seattle and Portland uh, in that regard, but I know that that's the situation in San Francisco. Great.
3: Thanks. Thank you.
1: Uh, good answer, Bill. I was actually going to ask about drainage fees in the other combined cities, but you, you dialed that one. Katie, do you have any questions for Bill? No, not at this time. Thank you, Chair. Okay. Well, um, you know, when we're talking about five or six dollars per month, um, it's a burden but perhaps not unbearable by our constituents. Uh, It's been a long time coming. We do have a unique system. I I would say this, you know, when we went through the McKinley vault exercise, many people clamored and said, we need to separate our systems. We need to have, you know, separate stormwater and wastewater and, and just get away from the combined system altogether. The problem with that is that it would have torn up almost every street in Katie's district and my own and some in D2, taken 20 years and cost over $2 billion. Uh, you know, I mean, that the amount of expense involved in, in trying to separate our system is just enormous. And the the disrupt, the disruption and the tumult it would cause on our city streets, you only have to look to the ninth street. <laughs> so, you know, the 9th street inline improvement and how disruptive that was for a year and think about doing that on almost every street in our grid. Um, it, it really is not, to my mind, certainly a feasible way to, to proceed and I think that if we forge ahead with this capital improvement program with a stormwater increase, I think that we can we can manage these issues. Um so the McKinley vault will be coming online pretty quickly, and it will, I think, prove itself very well as being a good investment. And um, But the fact of the matter is the council tackled this issue in the 90s and decided to, to forge ahead with a combined system. It's been talked about in the past, uh, and the council back then, I believe Steve Cohen was on the, on the board then, and so was Daryl. Uh, they both voted to keep the combined system and move forward with a series of improvements to make it a more functional system. So we kind of got set up this way and then it just kind of became too expensive to go in a different direction. Uh, So that's why we're looking for a, a stormwater increase.
4: And Jeff, I was just to add a couple of quick points. Those are excellent points that you made. One is it was not just city council that approved you know keeping the systems together but it was also the water board that you know, right. that, that you know that supported that uh, and just one other thing i want to clarify the current average drainage rate is about 11 10 11 dollars a month if we were if we were to spend 34 million dollars a year on you know on capital improvements we'd need to almost double that we doubt if we're going to be able to get that we'll take uh, all i'm saying is we'll take whatever we can get because right because right now we have nothing and and again it's just not
1: sustainable um all right well bill thank you that was a, a great presentation i think the issues are well laid out um so that was basically receive and file at this point and uh, i th- i think that it's really important that all of our council understands these issues Infrastructure is a big, big problem for our city. It's costly and we have neglected a lot of improvements for decades as evidenced by this presentation. All right, thank you, Bill. Let's move on to our last item, sustainability and water efficiency efforts. This again is an oral report.
4: And Jeff, I would just ask, what time do you wanna end this meeting? Oh, Mindy, what do you think,
1: five till?
0: I need at least ten minutes to um before the next meeting.
1: Okay. Well, let's at least get started on sustainability. It's actually a wonderful discussion. So Roshni, are you presenting?
0: Yes. And council, yeah. council member on item number three, there were no callers.
1: Oh, thank you very much, Andy.
6: Yeah. Um and I think I can get it done under like eight minutes or so.
1: <laughs> well, you've got them. Go for it. <laughs>
6: um thank you. Um Council Member Jeff Harris and um, rest of the Water Committee members. My name is Roshni Das and I'm the Sustainability Program Manager with the Department of Utilities. I'm happy to be here today. Uh, Usually on an annual basis, I provide an update to the Water Committee about our water supply conditions and the Department's Sustainability and Water Efficiency efforts. So this is for this year. Um, Next slide. So I'll start with the city's water supply outlook for this year. Um, you know, weather is characterized by warm, dry, hot summers and mild wet winters. We just talked about extreme events, but um, a majority of our precipitation uh, made of rain and snow falls from November through March and large winter storms usually called atmospheric rivers in from the months of December to January. These storms usually determine if we have a wet year or a dry year. So this, um, I'll get into the snow survey. The snow recent snow survey uh, recorded 22 four po- 22.4 inches of snow depth which is just 83% of the average and rainfall in the northern part of the state stands at 50% of average. So overall, our conditions in the Sacramento region are trending very much like last year with decent rain and snowfall in December but Below normal conditions in later months. We are not experiencing the worst dry conditions yet, but um, we are also well below, well below average for storage at Folsom and other reservoirs also. So this being our second year, usually one or two dry years do not necessarily make a drought, but we'll need to keep a close eye, keep a close eye on the next year to see how wet or dry our winter will be um, coming next year. Currently, regionally, there's a lot of discussion about the dry conditions, and the anticipated response is that conjunctive use will be exercised more than ever this year by local water providers. This includes shifting supplies to serve more groundwater to customers in order to leave more in our surface waterways. Um, So this brings me to the next slide on groundwater management. The graph that you see presents the groundwater surface elevation since the 1950s. It shows that the groundwater elevation has stabilized and has risen um, as we have started to conjunctively manage groundwater and surface water. So overall, city is in good standing to handle this second dry year with more groundwater supply if needed. Next slide. Next one. Uh, but at the same time, the state um, is very much worried about the variable weather pattern, the climate change and water resiliency issues. So in May of uh, the, yeah, that one, uh, in the May of 2018, Assembly Bill 1668 and Senate Bill 606 was approved. The two bills call for new urban efficiency standards, reporting requirements, and penalties for violation for urban water suppliers like us by calculating a total water use budget. Um, You can see some of the elements that they will consider in these water use budget, ranging from indoor water use, outdoor water use, um, what's uh, allowed water loss from your system. Um, And these targets will be Uh, put in place um, by 2024, and the enforcement will start in 2026. So um, since the formal rulemaking, we have been participating in the rulemaking process. Now in 2021, we are about to uh, be done with the formal rulemaking process and we have received some tentative water efficiency targets. Um, uh, We are also, in anticipation of these new targets, we are getting ready to update our water conservation plan to meet these targets so that we are set set on a good pathway to achieve them. Next slide. So this graph shows the city's water demand in terms of gallons per capita per day. As you can see, 2000s before the drought, we were at 295 GPCD. During the drought, there was a huge drop. After the drought, we have continued to focus on water efficiency to improve our uh, supply resiliency, and we have also instituted the two-day-per-week watering schedule, uh, especially in response to address these variable weather patterns. With these measures in place, good news is that we have not seen a huge rebound, um, and the latest demand has been in the range of 168 GPCD. Staff feels that this trend sets us up to meet the state mandate and handle the current dry conditions. Next one. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about our water conservation program. Um, this, we have a nationally and locally re- recognized water conservation program. Uh, last year, city and its residents was recognized as the national winner for the ninth annual Violent Mayor's Challenge for Water Conservation. This shows the commitment from our residents to use water wisely because 17,000 some residents pledged to save over 50 million gallons of water. And this is promise, a commitment from them. Furthermore, the local nonprofit, we've received the Toyota Highlander from this whole um, uh, uh, engagement to continue their community service work. So it was a, a wonderful experience for weave and uh, for the residents. Next one. We, I talked about the two day per week watering schedule that has been put in place. So um, right now we have shifted to the two uh, two day per week started in March. Um, staff utilizes various marketing channels from bill inserts to radio ads, billboard ads to communicate the shift. Um, Considering the dry conditions we are in, we are anticipating some additional campaigns and educational efforts in the coming summer months. Next slide. Um, So our outreach efforts COVID has definitely put a damper on our outreach plans. Uh, Last year, we canceled many in-person engagement events and shifted to online and virtual platform. We still received unprecedented attendance and participation even during these times. Uh, For example, our rain barrel distribution event, we managed to drop ship 300 plus rain barrels to the customers directly. Um, However, we do anticipate this remote work and virtual platform situation to continue for some more time. So we have developed our uh, 2021 editorial calendar to handle these um, uh, events and how we reach our community and the residents. Next one. Um, these are some examples of our online um, webinars that we held um, after my report from the last year. Uh, you, know, you can see that we have been very successful with hundreds of people attending and viewing our recordings. Uh, staff continue, plans to continue providing these webinars into the future to reach the city residents. Next slide. Um, City continues to offer many rebates uh, to the residents to become water efficient uh, and uh, the participation is overall steadily increasing. Uh, Last year uh, or this fiscal year, I should say, today we have done more turf conversion rebates um, than we did all of last year. So that's still a good indication that there's interest in these programs. Um, also, um, DOU's partnership with SMART to provide instant rebates on SMART Energy Store continues to be extremely successful. We have rebated close to 3,000 SMART irrigation controllers and distributed 600 showerheads and 350 aerators just through that platform on top of what you see here. Um, this, um, we are also in the process of adding additional items like drip conversion kits um, into that store. So that partnership is going very well. Next item. Um, So with the installation of our smart meters, uh, the water conservation team has been able to notify customers of leaks automatically and provide follow-up free leak investigations. Um, And so you can see some of the numbers of the letters that we sent out, how many leak investigations we did in just in 2021 to date. Uh, We also continue to offer water wise house calls and water misuse investigations. Next slide. Um, so most of our rebate programs are reimbursement model, which means the customer has to spend the money upfront before they are reimbursed. So we have been trying to um, do some innovative rebate models to address equity and to reach disadvantaged communities who may not have that cost upfront uh, to spend on these efficient uh, products and programs. Uh, we have two programs in place, Redo the Loo and Leak Free Sacramento. Redo the Loo was launched last year at the start uh, around March 2020, right before COVID um, shutdown happened. Uh, it's We still saw a lot of participation. It's definitely um, seeing more right now. Uh, Leak-Free Sacramento has been in place from 2018, continues to be very effective, and is also a finalist for an award with the Association of California Water Agencies. Next slide. Can I ask a question? Sure. I go ahead, Mike. Oh, sorry. Um back to the previous slide. Uh, this
3: is really great. I think as a new council member, love to get the information out. Um, I would also like to see uh based on uh by district who's actually utilizing that program. Is there any way for you to do a follow-up and send me that information as Definitely. well? Definitely. Yeah. That would be really great. That. Um and would love to also just help um get the word out as well. I think it's a it's
6: awesome it's an awesome program. Thank you. We'll uh-huh. do that. Yeah.
1: Roshni, I hate to rush you. You've got about two more minutes.
6: Okay. Um, so we can jump to the next uh, slide. I think um, that I wanted to provide a highlight on the DOU sustainability program. Mindy, you may have to click a couple of times. Uh, in November, I had done a presentation to the Water Committee on the DOU sustainability policy. We have identified like three main goals for this policy. This is in alignment with what the mayor and the city council and climate action plan has directed us to do. So you can see that carbon neutral utility by 2045, resiliency, climate resiliency and equity is our three main goals. We can jump to the next one and we can skip this one. just, Just jump to the next one, Mindy. Uh, We also embarked on a study to understand the impact of climate change on our system. Um, So this study is based on the American River Basin study that uh, happened uh, locally, but we leveraged it. Uh, The study developed future climate scenarios for three periods from 2040 to 2099. Uh, The consultant has developed a tool to allow easy retrieval of this data for our staff to use and see how these projections play out on their projects and programs. Uh, This training is happening in the coming weeks.
1: Next. I think we're, we're going to have to end here. And well,
6: that's it. That was the next slide is the last one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, this is a really important topic. And I'd like to bring this back to our next water committee meeting, because the last piece that you've gone through here on the sustainability plan is something that we should really discuss at length. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really appreciate your presentation. Very, uh, my apologies. My apologies for rushing you. Uh, but no we do have and we're already late and we do have one caller for matter not on the agenda so roshni we'll see you next meeting thank, uh, thank you, you. Thank, thank you for too. a lot of great information and to my committee members i would say that i have uh, availed myself of the rebate program for a smart controller and other things as well uh, and water efficient toilet these are great programs and all of our constituents should should make use of them. They're, they really, really help. Okay, Mindy, can we have the uh, comment not on the agenda?
0: Yes, thank you. Can we have our caller, please? <coughs> Welcome to the meeting. You have two minutes to address the committee.
5: Hello, my name is Asantua, and we would like to demand that you approve all recommendations from the police review commission over the last three years We would also like to demand that you give the commission teeth. And and what we say when we mean that is that you provide independent legal counsel and subpoena power to fully review the Sacramento Police Department's policy and procedures. Excuse me,
1: uh, caller, I think you've reached the wrong meeting. This is the water committee and the council will be taking up the the, uh, police review commission recommendations following uh, this meeting at the next one. So if you would, please call back and uh, make your comments at the appropriate time, that'd be great.
5: Well, I followed all the correct prompts and I still would like to use my two minutes. We also ask that you fund and give the commission teeth that allows subpoena power and also stop ignoring the commission's uh, recommendations. I think not only nationally, but locally, folks have been screaming that we don't want our city officials to continue to enable the police force that harms us.
1: Okay, well, thank you for your comments. They're definitely more appropriate at the next meeting. I don't think you had a very big audience for those comments here at the Water Committee, but thanks for calling in, uh, Water Committee members. Thank you for joining us today, and um, Bill, everybody at Utilities, Roshni. Thank you all very much. We will call this meeting adjourned unless do you uh, do either of you have any follow-on comments
3: no nope, okay. no follow-on comment just want to say thank you for staff for all their hard work
1: great okay and, meeting adjourned
3: and chair we will start our council meeting about 2:10 uh, 215.
1: thank you very much